Good morning, and peace be with you. <clears throat> well, we have two people we haven't seen in a long time here today. Uh, Laura and Debbie, it's good to see y'all. It's good to see everybody, but welcome back, and uh, it's better when you're all here, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Uh, I won't go uh, too fur much further in my own impromptu announcements, so I will save that for Lee. Uh, would you like to come up and tell the news that's fit to tell, or how about a nice round of applause for... Good morning. Well, good morning to everybody. I guess it's, uh, for those who care, it's a big Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl weekend, so I'm sure Las Vegas is pleased with the money they'll be bringing in, so... Uh, the first thing, it's not on the uh, bulletin there, but uh, most of you probably know, or maybe you don't, the uh, other building got termited this last week in the rain, but it got tented, it got fumigated, it's clean, should not be any more termite droppings on the tables over there, so uh, anyway, that's all done. Uh, the, the side thing of that, of course, is had to get all the food out, anything perishable had to go. So all the cupboards have been rearranged now, so they should be in uh, good shape and Probably stuff that's got expiration dates of 21 have been thrown out and things like that. So anyway, the other building is now safe from termites anyway. Uh, birthday this month, uh, Steve Amundsen, hanging around out there in the back, our usher for the day. Happy birthday, Steve. Uh, and Wendy Volosang. Uh, missions this month is uh, preborn. They're a dedicated uh, nonprofit pro-life organization that supports the affirming, excuse me, life-affirming pregnancy clinics in their mission to reach women considering abortion with free uh, ultrasounds and support. Um, again, most of you probably know, or maybe you don't, the Tuesday Bible study last week, because of the termiting, not to mention the rain, uh, was not held, but it will be, uh, Bible studies back this Tuesday at noon, so. Uh, Please come back out. Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday. Uh, mark your calendars. Uh, be Ash Wednesday service will be uh, on Wednesday, of course, at noon. And if uh, it says we still need some help on that as far as uh, assistance and everything, so uh, if you can help out on Wednesday, see Ashley uh, and uh, or the pastor and uh, let them know that you're willing to help do what's needed. Um, the Larry Houck Memorial uh, Celebration of Life Service will be held here for Larry on Friday, February 16th. So it's, that's this week. So you've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, it's going to be a busy week for the, the church. So I think the other things are pretty much uh, normal. You can look at it uh, uh, at the uh, bulletin and see the other schedules. So unless there's something that uh, Ashley or Pastor Ken, anything I'm, I'm missing or I should mention out loud. So... No, we have uh, in the back, uh, we do have Lenten um, devotions on the table out there. So as you leave, you might want to grab one of those. And then our hymn of the day is A Mighty Fortress, which you all know. But I had uh, inadvertently picked the wrong page, which would have uh, had a synco syncopation in there that we are probably not able to hit. I can't even say the word. So the actual page number is 229. And that's it. 
And Nick's ready, so we're, we're ready. And Nick to go. is ready. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Have a good week. Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed, foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully, make us co-heirs with the King in his glory and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Our readings this morning are taking, taken from 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And you will find that in your pew Bible on page 571. 2 Kings 2, 1 through 12. Then the Lord was about to take Elisha up to heaven in a whirlwind, and Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied. So be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, he rolled it up, and he struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, 
Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. And as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in the whirlwind. Elisha saw this, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment, and he tore it in two. We will read Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6, responsively. And it is printed in your bulletin on page 6. Psalm 50, 1 through 6. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. Our God comes and will not be silent. A fire devours before him, and around him a tempest rages. Gather to me this consecrated people who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The last reading is a letter from Paul to the church in Corinth. It is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 18, and then chapter 4, 1 through 6. And it can be found starting on page 1797 in your pew Bible. Paul records this, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We're not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains. When the old covenant is read, it has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. And even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. 
the God of this age, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Mark from the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning comes from Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9 and can be found on page 1567 in your pew Bible. Mark records this. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Now Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, and they were so frightened. And then a cloud appeared, and it covered them. And a voice came out of the cloud, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. And suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except for Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I heard some people praying with me. Thank you. So, the account of the transfiguration of our Lord, it is, does a really nice job of bringing an end to the season of Epiphany and preparing us for the season of Lent. The season of Epiphany is a time of the revelation 
of Jesus unto the world. And the season of Lent is a time of repentance as we prepare to consider the events that surrounded the suffering, the death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The transfiguration is a remarkable epiphany of both God the Son and God the Father. And at the same time, the transfiguration points forward to the salvation that Jesus will earn for us on the cross. Now the Lord invited Peter, James, and John to a secluded place on a high mountain. And when they arrived, Jesus changed his appearance. We read that his clothing became radiant, intensely white, as that no one on earth could ever bleach them. Then Moses and Elijah showed up. Now, neither Mark nor the other evangelists tell us exactly why did Moses and Elijah show up. It is perhaps that uh, because, my, because Moses and Elijah were such powerful figures in the Old Testament, that the first century Christians did not need an explanation of why the representation of the law and the representation of the prophets showed up with the gospel. But by the time that Moses and Elijah showed up, Peter, <laughs> Peter's in shock. He's in awe. And one of the symptoms of Peter in shock and in awe is that he usually manages to put his foot in his mouth. And this time is absolutely no exception. He very ably demonstrates that he does not understand when he says, Rabbi, it's a good thing that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And later on, when Peter told this story to Mark for him to record, he himself admitted that he didn't know what he was saying. For Mark wrote, Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Now the first problem is that Peter wanted to make three tents. He was basically saying that Jesus, Moses, and Elijah were equals. Okay, so we all have... Uh, a healthy deal and a healthy amount of respect for Moses and Elijah and the work that God did through these men, but they are not God. Only Jesus is God. And as great as Moses and Elijah were, they were still sinners. Jesus is sinless. And even though Moses and Elijah are important, they, like John the Baptist, are not even worthy to untie Jesus' sandals. One also gets the impression that Peter was thinking in terms of staying up on that mountain forever. We read that now Jesus had already begun in Mark 8, chapter, uh, Mark 8 verse 31. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes 
and be killed. And after three days, he would rise again. And so we notice once again, the disciples didn't understand what Jesus was telling them. That it made way more sense to Peter to stay up on that mountain with Moses and Elijah. And in his ignorance, Peter is still trying. He's still trying to deny the cross to Jesus. And we, like Peter, we often look to the demonstration of Christ's power as the greatest expression of his glory. We get overwhelmed by the wow factor. The factor of his miracles and his radiance on the mountain of transfiguration. We rightfully praise him for healing the sick, for driving out demons, raising the dead, and, and so forth. And as wonderfully mysterious as these historical accounts were then, and they are now, these are not the ultimate expression of his glory. Now, if Jesus were only a miracle worker and a bright light on a mountain, we would all be in big trouble if that's all that he was. The presence of God in all of his power is a terrifying thing. The first thing that God's presence does is that it makes us aware of our utterly, utter depravity in his presence. We are sinners, and we deserve the punishment of his wrath. And his power demonstrates that there is nothing, nothing that we can do to stop that punishment from crushing us. And if all that we have is God in his power, then we are doomed. But the greatest glory to God, the greatest glory of God, is not in his power. It is in his weakness of the cross. And the transfiguration points us to the cross. In fact, it is the goal of all the epiphanies of Jesus to point us to the glory of the cross. You see this? It doesn't mean a whole lot when an ordinary man dies on a cross. In fact, the Roman, Roman government crucified thousands and thousands of ordinary men. Did you know that one time, a group of pirates, they kidnapped one of the Caesars. It's actually Julius. They kidnapped him, and when the Roman army rescued that Caesar, they crucified hundreds of pirates in one day. The crucifixion of an ordinary man means nothing. The epiphanies of Jesus Christ tell us that this is no ordinary man, that this is a man who has the authority to command the wind 
and the waves. That this is a man who has the authority to heal diseases, to cast out demons, to raise the dead. The epiphanies of Jesus Christ teach us that he is not only man, but he is also God. The epiphany season teaches us that when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they were not just nailing a man to the cross, but they were also nailing God to the cross. And when Jesus suffered on the cross, both God and man suffered. And when Jesus died on the cross, both God and man died. And when God and man died in the person of Jesus Christ, we were set free. We were set free from the punishment from the shame, from the guilt of our sin. We were set free because with that death, Jesus made us his brothers and sisters. He made us children of the Heavenly Father. He restored our relationship with God. The season of Epiphany, it helps us to see that the true glory of God is the cross. Peter, James, and John did not understand this until they saw it with their own eyes. That is one of the reasons that Peter put his foot in his mouth so often he couldn't see. And while Peter was busy talking, God the Father revealed himself as well. We read that a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, and it said, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. God the Father, he identified Jesus as God the Son. And then he told the disciples to listen to him. For the words in the law of Moses and all the words of the prophets ultimately have their source in Jesus Christ, who is the word of God in the flesh. So when he says he is going to Jerusalem to suffer and die, listen to him. And when he says that he will rise on the third day, listen to him. And when he says that he does this all for you, listen to him. Now Peter, James, and John still didn't get it. And when they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Jesus had to silence them because they did not understand. The day would come when they would understand. 
that day would come after they saw soldiers arrest Jesus and lead him away. That day would come after they ran away and they abandoned him. That day when they would understand would come after they knew he was dead. That day would come when they were locked behind closed doors because they thought they were next on the to-do list of the Jewish authorities. That day came when Jesus stood in the middle of his little band of terrified followers and he announced, Peace be with you. And when Jesus showed them that he was back from the dead, then they began to understand. Jesus had conquered sin. He had conquered death and the power of the devil. He had earned forgiveness, life, and salvation for all people. And his resurrection, it meant that all the promises that he made come true. The season of Epiphany is about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that revelation teaches us that Jesus is both God and man. Epiphany prepares us for the glory of the cross, the place where God-man, Christ Jesus, fought for us, and he won the victory, the victory that gives us true life with him forever. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand if you're able? Let us confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin or page 85 of the green hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Holy Father, with the appearance of Moses and Elijah at our Lord's glorious transfiguration, you reveal to us that the law and the prophets are fulfilled in him. Send your blessings upon all pastors and servants of your church that their preaching and teaching would flow from this right understanding of Christ and his work for our eternal salvation. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, grant faithfulness, humility, and patience to the sheep of your flock here at Reformation Evangelical Lutheran Church, that in our various vocations, we may strive to love you and our neighbor in all that we say and do. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, bless the families of your church that parents and grandparents would teach the faith of their children and grandchildren and that the forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in all households. Remember, all expectant mothers, that they and their babies would be kept safe and healthy throughout their pregnancies. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty Father, you alone establish all authority on earth. Bless those entrusted with this responsibility, both here and abroad, that they would serve with integrity and honor for the well-being of all. Lord, in your mercy, God of all grace, we look with compassion on those who are in need, especially those who we name out loud and those who we name 
uh, in our hearts right now. Father, grant them relief and comfort through the promise of sharing in eternal glory with Christ. Lord, in your mercy, Heavenly Father, you revealed your glory in the transfiguration of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who tabernacled among us in the flesh. Open our eyes that by faith, we would see him continuing to tabernacle among us here in the divine service. Grant that we would heed your admonition to listen to him. And as he forgives and preserves, preserves us at the font, pulpit, and altar. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, Heavenly Father, we gratefully remember on this day the glorious manifestation of your Son's divinity on the Mount of Transfiguration. Teach us to listen to Jesus and ever fix our eyes on him and his innocent suffering and death for our forgiveness. By your grace and mercy, strengthen us to remain faithful in all circumstances of trial temptation, and persecution. Preserve us to the end that we may die a blessed death, believing in your beloved Son with whom you are well pleased. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. please pray with me. <clears throat> Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. Sharing our life, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love that our darkness would give way to his own brilliant light.
And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer together that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus said, this is my body. Listen to him. Jesus said, this is my blood. Listen to him. Come and drink. This saves you. Listen to him. I heard you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior with your lips. You have publicly affirmed your trust and your faith in Christ. And again, if that is your true faith and your true belief, then come. The table is prepared. The usher will bring you forward.
Listen to the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Just As I Am.
Tommy says it's time, huh?
have one in the Actually, uh, Louis brought them to me, and I said, oh. I'm, I'm doing that thing that's on the my savings thing uh -huh. and directly, okay. which means that I don't need to tax them on before you can get it. Okay. Uh, and that's not pretty key, but no. I just saw that without there, and, and somehow I feel like maybe it's part of my business to clean those out. That I'm going to wash my hands and wash my hands with it. So. Okay.